Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Hello there, and welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. Rob Howe joined as always by Ryan Merkin, the proprietor of Your Prep Sports, recording on Wednesday, June the 29th, a little before noon central time. Uh, it's if you're hearing our voice for the first time in a while. That's not an accident. It's the first time we've done one of these in a while. Uh, as Ryan uh, tweeted out last week, he's had some, some health issues, but on the mend and uh, getting ready for some postseason softball and baseball. Just perfect timing for it, you to return to good health. It is. I, I, I told the coach last night I was talking to, and they said, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And I, I didn't know exactly what to say. I said, it's been a weird summer. <laughs> which is the best the best way that I can sum it up. So, um, yeah, so I can never take your health for granted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm fine uh, feeling much better. But as Rob knows, basically what it's been is uh, a procedure that it's just been uh, complications or setbacks getting back to like just being able to, you know, be totally normal. Um and so I've had some setbacks from stuff and just one thing after another. So what I honestly thought would be like a week and what everybody thought and what I told would be like a week, you know, before you're like fully back to, you know, doing all the things that I do all the time, it turned into two weeks. There was a second procedure and then there's complications from that. So now it, it, it became a better part of June really fast, Rob, um, which is well, fine. Cause I remember specifically talking to you about how I needed to, I, I wasn't feeling good and I knew I needed to get something done. And it was the night that we were at West high for um, sub-state soccer final. So if you go back yeah. to whenever that was, I mean, that's kind of when it came to a head initially. So it's, it's just drug on, but um, I appreciate the people that, you know, have, have tweeted at me and have contacted me, the coaches and, and families and readers and everything. So I feel good. I feel much better. I've been out a little bit here lately. And as Rob said, it actually does work out good. I, I have been texting our, team here at your prep sports and keeping everybody updated um and i was like you know i'm gonna listen to you guys that all told me to take it easy after the first time and <laughs> and try to take it easy here so that when we really get into full playoff mode which is only a couple of days rob that um that we're ready to go and we have great stuff on the site july 1st on friday so the turning of the calendar will be the turning to better health and the postseason and that's when postseason starts for Softball, I believe, is Friday, right? Yeah, and I mean, it, it always goes fast. Like it, I, I feel like these seasons just always fly. Um, but it's, especially this year, as I've had my focus on, my focus always hasn't been exclusively on my job. So I feel like it's gone extra fast this year where I was typing stuff in. The regional parents came out last week for softball. 
the groupings had been out for baseball, but everything's fully out now. And I remember just looking at my watch for the date and going, geez, these are out really early this year. Well, basically there was like a two week stretch of the season that I just kind of not missed out on. Like I'm still always keeping up to date, but I'm like, wow, that, that went fast. But yeah, West branch um, softball kicks off our area, um, you know, postseason teams in the, our, our area softball or baseball teams, our area summer teams in the postseason on Friday, um, Comanche for a, for a two A Region Seven opening round game. So we're we're hitting it already before the fourth, Rob. But after Monday the fourth, that's when it really kicks up for for just about everybody, baseball and softball. And I mean, by the end of next week, um, you know, we got baseball, softball you know, five, six, seven teams going tonight. Um, hopefully that, that everybody keeps advancing. We get really busy because I'm chomping at the bit. I'm ready for it. Yeah, we got uh you shouldn't have been out Friday. Uh, in hindsight, you probably shouldn't have been out at Solon softball, but you were, and I hit clear Creek before I came over and met you at Solon. So I got to look at those two teams for the first time this year. And uh, that should be a doozy if, uh, yeah. if they match up. Yeah, and split a doubleheader the other night, two really good games, um, you know, 3-0 and 2-1. And, I mean, those two teams, have, there's there's so much, you know, Jody Sheets coached at Solon with, with you know, Jim White, and there's just yep. – and, and I, I mean, anytime that you're that close and you have that many kids, you know, just in the corridor area, you know, they know each other from from playing on travel teams with and against each other and all that stuff. But I drove those, the uh, – I drove that back – Back road from Oxford to Solon the other day for the first time. Very uh, scenic. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> Not much um, going on out there. I'm glad my car didn't break down. But, yeah, the, the thing, Rob, I think with softball that, that I look at is um, Clear Creek's been very, very good um, all year. And, and as expected, I guess, I think, you know, people thought a state tournament team last year that we talked about last year maybe – I don't want to say exceeded expectations, but you know, we talked about this with city high with their really good group a few years ago, they maybe got there that year, a year ahead of schedule by some people's estimation, I guess they were, you know, clear Creek last year, won that memorable game in the uh, regional final to get there when they came back from, from down a bunch of runs, but they're very good. They, you know, it all starts with pitching in that sport still um, and Ashley Webb is really good. And then they've got good depth with bliss back and, and some other people, but they're very good, and then, uh, and they've been good all year. But then, I, I just wrote about this today from for Regina. You know, it's the old stop me if you've heard this before. But you look up and it's July, and Regina is playing really, really good softball, and, and Solon's really coming on too. Um, played well on Friday at their home triangular. Um, you know, had had a really busy week there, and, and played well at the end of that stretch when they had some some tough teams. They had took Mount Vernon to a one run game. Who's, you know, one of the better teams around here, regardless of class, but is number one in three a, so they're playing well, obviously played well against clear Creek the other night, taking a game from them. So it's like, you're just used to it at this point that at the end of the year, July rolls around and Solon and Regina are playing really good softball. Um, and then in five a, you know, I saw city high uh, a week ago and, and they've, Jeff Koenig was just really happy with what his team has been able to do this year, considering, you know, they really flipped over their roster from a year ago. They brought some kids back, but as we, me and you talk about sometimes kids that came back in totally different roles. Um, they've got some good young players. You you've seen them. Uh, I think Rob and, and 
they've got some good young players at the top of their order um, with Leanna Hall and, and A.V. Lindsay, and they've got some pop behind them, and they're going to be a team to watch in the future. They have a, they have a tough draw with, with Bettendorf right away, but the way they swing the bats, um, they're a dangerous postseason team. And then Liberty High is – I, I don't know. They're 12 right now, Rob. I've seen them. Um, they, they're, their pitching is really solid with Kinsley Robertson, who I've written about this year, um, that just kind of was in the shadows for a long time. Um, and has had a really good year in the circle. She's very good, more than capable. I mean, she's not, she's not a dominator. Uh, she's not going to strike out 10, um, but she's really good and she's got experience and, and that's where it starts. And then they hit the ball so well, Rob, they're 12. I understand that 5A is very good. I, I'm not necessarily saying they should be ranked higher, but I just saw them early, and, I, and you look at their record and everything they've done. They are absolutely, I think, a state tournament team. They, they would have potentially Muscatine uh, in the regional final, who's very, who's very good. They kind of arrived maybe a year early, several years ago, as we thought, the year that they beat City High. Yeah. Um, and so they've been kind of a – since they've done that, they've really ascended into a – perennial top six top eight team and they're very very good um but man i i don't know i've said this in some other sports my early take on liberty was state tournament team and and my mind hasn't changed um you know they got to win games to get there in the postseason um they've been very close several years already in that program you know lost a regional final up at independence that i was at several years ago um but I just really like them in that one and done format, Rob, because of the combination of having a really solid pitcher. Like I just don't see somebody going out and putting six, seven, eight runs on them. Um, And their ability to swing the bats is something that I just think travels. I mean, one through nine, they really hit the ball, Rob. They've hit um, good pitching this year when they've seen it. So I just, I got an early good feeling about them. Like they, they could have a special year, obviously do something that hasn't been done. Uh, there and and I'm I'm really excited. That would be the, kind of the regional final from our area that I would most like to see. And th- you mentioned the Solon Clear Creek semifinal would be awesome. Um, there'd be some other good ones in there, but I, I'd I'd like to watch that Liberty matchup. I think they have a really good chance to do something special here in the next couple of weeks. Yep, that gets underway Friday and then kicks into high gear next week. Uh, the softball uh, behind them will be. Uh, Postseason baseball, and we got to look at the brackets there now as well, Ryan. And uh, I think the top team in our area, City High, Iowa City High, uh, we learned its draw, uh, gets Muscatine out of the gate next week. Um, and then the winner of, what's it, North Scott and Davin? Uh, how they get- so the, the, the 4A is unique. So if you win, everybody high. plays. And if City High wins, they're in the final. Ah, okay. I see how it works. Um, and so I actually really like it because it rewards you for what you've done for 40 games. Um, yeah. So, you know, the theory here, so to speak, is I, I've never, I've never said this out loud before, but for years it was the, or I shouldn't say the theory. Um, the situation here is you get that one seed and then, you know, it, it, it's, it's the Marcus Morgan maneuver, yeah, you right? Where you, just, where you go yeah. one, one and you got to beat your dude. You got to beat somebody's dude twice you know and and city's got an absolute dude in kate Obermuller. so i mean in that spot now they've got some depth behind him as we talked about this year they have big arm after big arm uh it's been tested this year with 
you know, they've had some injuries and guys miss games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they got Jay Kennedy back the other day and he pitched well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get the chance to, to run Kate Obermuller out there back to back games to, to go play at the state tournament. Um, I don't need, I mean, you don't need to think too much about that one. I don't think, but um, yeah, so they would have, you know, theoretically the, the North Scots, the two who, who's a solid team and, and Burlington's the three, but as you know, um, as everybody knows that listens to this in baseball among all sports, like no other sport changes based on, you know, yeah, who's based on one position like baseball. So you look at records and all that stuff and, and maybe you don't worry about it or you don't think about that too much, but Burlington's 23 and four. Um, truthfully, I, I don't want to say this because it reminds me a little bit of their draw last year with the Tumwa. Although, you know, Tumwa had, had, I think better, higher, better high-end, pitching at the top um, and was probably just a better team, but where I saw it right away. And I was like, Oh, it, you know, it was reversed where they, a tumble was at home city had to go to a tumble, but you see a team from down that in that area of the state with a, with a good record. And I wasn't overly concerned about it and thought they'd get through and a tumble played a really good game um, in the sub state final and beat them. But city's set up really well, Rob, um, not just pitching wise, but I think that's a good draw for them. I've said this for a couple of years now. I just love the way that that team plays. Um, they run the bases, they can play small ball, but they've got some guys with some, with some thump in the middle of that lineup when they've, when they've got it all together. So they're set up really well. And again, in this sport, it's, it's clearly one game at a time, but I think they're set up well for a deep run, not just, you know, not just getting to state. I mean, they've got a legit ace, like, like very legit ace that, you got to have that in that first round at the state tournament here. Cause everybody's going to come in there with a the guy like you're very rarely, are you going to go get, you know, seven, eight, nine in the first round, you got to be able to win that four, two game, that three, one game in the first round, depending on what your seat is. And then it, it kind of becomes, you know, who can get a couple breaks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, we talked through this scenario for years with West um, once you get past that first day. So I think City High is set up really well. I think that some of the adversity they've seen this year is going to prepare them well for the next three weeks um, when it just kind of becomes a battle and it's about competing a little bit. So I think they're set up really well. Um, and then after them, across our area, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of intriguing games starting in the first round going all the way through as these teams hopefully continue to win. We can, we can hit on some of those, Rob, but a lot should be a lot of good baseball beginning right out of the gate in the you know, in the quarterfinals. Yeah, Liberty and West High are both three seeds. Um, Solon is a two with Waller as the one. Uh, where I see Clear Creek is a three with Western Dubuque and Waverly Shell Rock. So some tough roads. And uh, drop down, find Regina here. Regina is a... So this is wild. The, the, when you get to the smaller school brackets, <laughs> yeah. it's just a – it just looks like <laughs> anarchy. <laughs> but uh, a chance to face West Branch in its first game, which would be uh, Tuesday of next week at Regina. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll start really quick here with, uh, with, the, with 4A – you mentioned Liberty and West, both in those three games, both in those three, four games. So, you know, got to win three in a row and, and theoretically beat a one seed, 
you know, playing just its second game. Liberty is with Pleasant Valley. I think defending state champ Pleasant Valley is the one seed in there. Obviously, they've had a really, really good run. Um, beat Liberty in the sub-state final several years ago, but at Liberty. But, uh, you know, if they win, they get Cedar Falls. So there's some NBC flavor, flavor in there. They start with Clinton. Like I said, Liberty's been a little bit up and down. And I've talked to, to some guys at Liberty multiple times this year, and I think they're sitting right around 500. The night, the night I saw them, they looked incredible. They shut up City High in back-to-back games, and their pitchers just really, you know, pump strikes, filled up the zone. Um, that's where it starts. But I don't know. I, I'm not going to say, you know, with Pleasant Valley sitting at the top there, it would take yeoman's work for them to to win three in a row and, and beat them theoretically in the final. But I think they're a team that's much better than their record. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think if they could put it together, um, really good coaching staff. I think they've got the the arms um, to do some things. And that's, that's no easy road because Cedar Falls is a really good team too, but that's kind of their draw. And then West starts with Cedar Rapids, Washington, and then would have Linmar, I think. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of that MVC flavor too, but I think, you know, for them, they're going to have to hit their way through a little bit. Their pitching hasn't been bad, but um, they don't have maybe the depth in arms, but they've shown the ability to score runs, Rob, which, you know, a little bit what I said with, you know, some of these other teams is if you, that, that kind of stuff travels, you know, if you can swing the bat. So, and then, like you said, when you get into the, the three, a four or two, a three, a, it, it gets really interesting. I mean, clear Creek is a three, um, you know, gets a home game against Charles city. And then, you know, theoretically, or, or prop most likely goes to Waverly shell rock, which would be a really, really good semifinal with, with Western Dubuque and, and Decorah as the one and four, you know, meeting maybe in another um, semifinal. So that's a really, really good bracket in three, a substate three, and then three, a substate four is, is fantastic. I mean, you look at potential, you know, Solon opens with McCoket at home and, and is the two. So they'd be at home in the semifinals, Rob, but potential Solon McCoket matchup, or excuse me, Solon West Delaware matchup in the semifinals. West Delaware has got 26 wins. I saw Solon last week at home against Mount Vernon. They, they've gotten hot at the right time. They really can swing, Rob, one through one through nine. I mean, they're just really good, um, especially at the top of their order. Brett White. If you have a lefty, that would be preferred against Solon. Man, they are loaded up with left-handed bats, aren't they? And yeah. a couple of those guys at the top of the order, um, Puziaska and, and Brett White can really hit. Blake Timmons can really hit. I mean, that's three of the better left-handed bats that you're going to see um, anywhere at the top of the order, but they can really hit. They, their pitching has been really, really young this year, really inexperienced. And, and those guys have gotten much, much better. I think you can see just the, the experience factor coming in for a lot of those guys in the last two weeks. If they, as they really just started to get comfortable with, with where it all starts filling up the strike zone. Um, they had a little bit of trouble against in that Mount Vernon doubleheader that I was at, you know, throwing strikes at times, but when they do, they're successful because they've got a lot of athletic guys behind them in the field. But that's a really good sub, I think. Waller, as you mentioned, is the one there sitting at 22 and nine. And we've talked about this in all sports, especially you look at the MVC this year with City and Western Dubuque and, and Xavier and all of those teams. You know, those three are all, you know, three A teams from that conference. But then you look at City High and you look at Dubuque, Hempstead and Cedar Falls and just all, Kennedy, these teams that are always good. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're Dubuque, or excuse me, Dubuque Waller sitting there at 22 and nine, you go 22 and nine in the Valley this year, 
like you're doing a lot of things right. So they're going to be a tough out. They've, they've got a true ace too. Um, you know, and then whether, whether he's throwing, you know, against two and 27 Vinton Shellsburg in the opener or against, you know, center point or central DeWitt in the semifinals, I don't know how they'll play that exactly. Um, but they've, they've got a really good team too. So that sets up as a really good, um, really good semifinal final games just for Solon, just, just really good baseball. And then, um, really quick in 2A10, or I guess it's 2A District 10, 2A Substate 5, I think is where Regina's looking at that bracket. Oh, man. Um, But yeah, Regina could host West Branch, um, you know, in what would be a quarter. West Branch opens up with with 3 and 17, the Wise and Muscatine, but um, there's a lot of, as, as there often is, you know, we talk about this a lot, that just that substate, you know, District 9 and District 10, Loisa Muscatine and Winfield Mount Union, Winfield Mount Union plays West Liberty. Those are the only non-RVC teams in that. So if you were interested in RVC postseason tournament at the end of the year, you can basically get it here. Um, <laughs> if, if seeds, I mean, you, not only could you potentially have Regina West Branch in a quarterfinal, you're getting Durant Wilton in an opening round game. So you get that little RVC rivalry in an opener, but you're looking at potential, you know, Durant Wilton winner at Comanche, Northeast Tipton winner at Cascade. Cascade's the one um, in that substate, the, the favorite in that substate. But I mean, you're looking at some good semis in that. Animosa on the bottom with Regina. They've had a really good year, play really good baseball. And then, you know, Cascade and Comanche, I guess, are the two teams with buys on the top of that. But Cascade's third and 2A right now. If you followed small town baseball in the state at all, you know that. Cascade always puts a good team together and has been really good. So um, they got Regina earlier. Regina has been struggling to hit a little bit the last three, four days, but I think that I've, I've seen that early. Um, they've played well this year. That, and I mean, that's basically what coach Pesha told me at the start of the year was, you know, how well they could hit one through nine was going to determine a lot about what their season did. Cause they've got some depth in arms and arms and some athletic guys in the field. I think they field it pretty well, but you got to find a way to put some runs on the board in the postseason, but yeah, it's, I said this at the start, there's a lot of brackets of our area teams that are just good games from the start to the, you know, that are just good matchups from start to finish that I've seen in a, more than I've seen in a long time. I mean, I don't really look at any of these in in pencil teams through. Um, so there's just going to be a lot of really good. I think there's gonna be a lot of really close games from the opening round rob especially in this sport where you know you look at a team like west branch and or west liberty that are playing the opening round game in that 2a district 10 they both have very good starting pitchers you know so it's like you get yeah. them and, and and they it, theoretically right they use them in that game and then if they can somehow get past another game and bring those guys back you're looking at a really dangerous team it changes a lot in this sport so there's going to be some really good games, I think, from the very beginning, you know, moving on all the way through to, to finals. And you're looking at basically I want to look at my schedule here to make sure I have this right. But you're basically looking at finals for those, um, you know, the following week, um, July 13th uh, for 3A and 4A, you know, us knowing who's going to the state tournament, which for those big schools is is back in Iowa City, which is really nice for us. That is ideal. And uh going to be a packed uh, finish to this week and then a really 
loaded next week with a lot of teams going. And uh, you'll have all that up on uh, your prep sports, correct? That's the plan, Rob. Get back into it here at the We're right time. Think positively and, here. And yes, the be- the uh, the nonsense is behind us. Yes. I've texted Rob several times in the last month and said, all right, I think I'm I think I'm ready to go. I'll <laughs> let you know what we're doing next week. Only to send him a text back later and say, hey, I feel terrible. I'm not doing anything next week. So, but yeah, I feel you're good. Back, I go on vacation. Right. Right. Rob's taking some time off now, which is perfect. <laughs> it's good. Actually, I'm glad. But we'll get the band back together soon enough um, as we get as we really get moving here. Like I said earlier, we come back from the 4th of July. So that July 5th and we hit the ground running here, Rob. I'm excited. Um, it's going to be a super fun you know, start to July and to baseball and softball. And to, for me, what's been a really weird baseball and softball season. And I, I love this season. Um, and then we're right into fall sports, man. It's a good time. No question. And check out yourprepsports.com for, um, for all the coverage of the baseball and softball postseason. Um, and uh, then we'll have the um, postseason honors going on and then right in the fall sports. Yep. So there's really no rest. No, it's we're going full. We're going full throttle the rest of the way, Rob. Uh, I'm taking it easy, though. I, I really am. But theoretically, full throttle. Yes. While taking it easy. Yes. Um, support. I just want to let folks know that support for the podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at SUI.org. Doing great work over there at Systems Unlimited. Wanted to thank Edward Jones as well for the support of the podcast. Thank you, everybody. For listening to the podcast, check out the site, yourprepsports.com. And we'll be back to talk to you soon. Not next week, because I'm going to be on vacation, but maybe the week after that. Yep. Thank you. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.